welcome to the Pathways to Profitability podcast. Personal tales of business success, where we hear local business owners' personal stories of their trials and tribulations that got them to where they are today. Here's your host, Cheryl Mucha, CEO of CFO Your Way. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Our conversation today is going to be a fascinating one. I have Michelle Millard of Sherpa LLC. She is a professional EOS implementer. Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So I like to start, just give the audience a little bit of a background of who Michelle is and a little a little taste of what EOS is, because I want to dig deeper there. So I am Michelle Millard, and I am an EOS implementer. I started off uh, in the East Coast. I am now residing in Michigan. And uh, really, the journey has just always been about the passion. Uh, I learned early on that I'm really passionate about everybody reaching their full potential. And so my career path has been very focused um, along those lines. And that is really what brought us and brought me to EOS is that it can help everybody in an organization reach their full potential from the leadership team all the way to the janitor. And so that's a little bit about it. Uh, EOS is helps business owners get what they want from their business. So we instill vision, traction, healthy in their organization to make them make more money, get more efficient, whatever they're really, you know, they want out of their business. And There's that's a little so bit about much it. there. There's uh, so yeah, much yeah. there to talk ah! about, but let's just start with a little bit. So pre-EOS. Yeah. What were you doing and what was the point of change? Like what was the impetus for change to become part of the EOS worldwide Family, we call Family, it. Family, yeah, yes. We call it a community. I, yeah, no, yes. for sure. Thank you. Earlier on, I started my first business in uh, 1997, and it was a business-to-business leads group. And I, I wanted it, right? I had some. I was in sales at the time, and I needed to get that opportunity. And so, what I learned as I was doing that is talking to successful salespeople that were getting leads and were doing great things, but the company that they were in was was hampering their ability to be great. And so, as time goes on, as I developed some more chops, I went in and started. Sherpa, first time Sherpa uh, in 2008. And so I went into organizations and say, you have great salespeople, but your systems and processes aren't working for them. And they're not really excelling the ability for them to, I should say, maybe accelerate them uh, and your organization to sales. And then that kind of evolved and kept going. And I just didn't have the chops to do what I'm doing now. And so the time from 2008 to 2020 is kind of when I started um, Sherpa 2.0, if you will, I, I was developing me as a human and me as letting more breadth wide of how organizations really run. And so kept that Sherpa company, kept that side hustle, but I had an opportunity to work for a huge, well, in my opinion, a big company, 400 employees, about a hundred million dollar company. They yes, were running on EOS. Right. Yeah. That, I, well, some people are saying, you know, it has to be 3000. I don't know. Right. To me, it's a big company at 400 employees, right. but they were running on EOS. And what I learned, it was like, best story I can tell is I walk in and, and in that time, third shift warehouse workers were leaving us for 10 cents. I mean, just wow. off running, right? And I'm like, gosh, how is this happening? And so as we migrated and integrated EOS more and more, they were bought in to the fact that they had a voice, they could make change, they can bring ideas up, they were heard, they had accurate measurables, right? Sometimes we have these measurables that these carrots, right, that are out there so far that some guy on, you know, six glasses of monster did it once, right? As far as the ability to get it done and they just couldn't, right? And so that's what I started to love. And there's that full potential kind of bringing it back to full circle. What you asked right. the first time is that is what I wanted. And it's, it's, it's 
great that leadership teams can latch on to these great things, but it's that that matters to me, that engagement on the staff level. Right, right. And and the bringing, you know, we said, use the word community, family, team, whatever, bringing the team together to be aligned is so critical in every organization. And like you said, from C-suite to janitor, like they, everyone needs to be on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings in that vision traction healthy, right? So right. 100% crystal clear on where they're going, instilling discipline and accountability through the organization and having healthy, functioning, cohesive leadership teams. Because as a leadership team goes, the rest of the organization goes. Right. Right. And I'm sure you see this all the time with your clients. So many times the, the C-suite is so disconnected with what's happening in the, in the daily grind. Yes, yes. And, and not even disconnected, just, and not intentionally disconnected, right? So right. if you think about a crewing team, right? You're in the East Coast, there's lots of crew out there, right? I grew up, I went to Boston College, so I, I kind of get that all. It is literally one second of that paddle, not going in the water at the time or just not getting it up. And so it skips the water. And yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're any follower of that, it can set, it could lose first or second place, right? All right. But, thing. And then once they skip it a little bit and they're a little bit lazy, does that just become a moda operandi, right? And that's, right. Bobby's always a little lazy. His paddle's always in the <laughs> water, right? And now right. we're kind of skewing to the right because Bobby's paddle's over there. Right. And I love that. I, I'm, I'm envisioning that, you know, everyone's in sync, everyone's getting the paddle in the water and it just builds momentum for greater things. Yeah. That absolutely. first place, right? Absolutely. Right. And the mission is 100% focused on where they're, where they're headed. For sure. So tell us a little bit more about EOS and how you work with your clients, because I am all in with EOS. I totally believe in it. I'm, you know, working through it myself for the CFO Your Way team. And I just think that it brings, you know, like you said, brings everyone together, but gets everyone like aligned, like know the goal of the company, know what's going on within the organization. Yes. So we have another two hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We can do another one. Ah, two hours, right? Maybe we'll do it live, right? Just, just kidding. I, I think you know the really everybody latches onto a different part of EOS as implementers that is really passionate. And for me, it's really the people, right? So, right people, right seat. Jim Collins coined the phrase uh, years and years ago. Uh, so we're just borrowing it, as we say. And I love the ability in the first meeting that we are with our customers to. 60,000 foot, all the leaders, 100% up there looking at what is the right way to structure our organization. So we have a lot of family run businesses. And so, you know, Bobby, maybe your brother, maybe your son, and we got to figure out if we're going to put up with the fact that he might be in the wrong seat, right? So how right. do we really want to structure this? And then we look at it and say, okay, what are the core values of the organization? And then who belongs in there? So the structure gives us right seat and the core values give us right people in the organization. And we do that first and foremost. And if in I the first just interrupt day. you for a second, oh, please, Joe. Yeah. How many organizations uh, that you get involved in don't have oh. core values? Don't oh. start with the core values. Well, I think, no, I know for a fact they're usually there. 
right? So those we work with organizations. No one knows them, right? Right. No one knows them, right? So they, the owner knows them. The leadership team may feel about them and they may have them, but they don't follow them. They don't live by them. It's not really who they are. Some are aspirational, right? That's why I have an organization that I said to them, hey, what's a core value? And they just said, oh, the owner had said uh, work-life balance. And I think the whole leadership team almost fell off their chairs. They're like, <laughs> we work 70 hours. And he goes, well, I want it to be. Well, it devalues the core right. values as a whole because it's not really who we are at the core. So right. we put it on their three-year picture to say that's a goal. And then as soon as we get there, we can add it, right? And they can right. really embrace it. And so that's the kind of thing is sometimes uh, as leaders, we think those core values are there. So we haven't articulated them. We're not 100% and we're not talking about it. So I think you've heard me say this before, Cheryl, seven times right. before your employees hear you the first time. Right. So how often are you talking about core values? Is it in your uh, job ads? Is it in your job descriptions? Right. All of these things. And we're so passionate about it that hopefully in the interview process, our point is to repel people away from us right. that aren't that because right. they'll go out of our organization so quick because they aren't that. Right. right. So yeah. So right people, right seat, I think is my favorite part of it because I think that if you don't have that what are we building this on, right? right? So really that structure and that that uh, foundation of an accountability, we call it accountability chart, an org chart, a little bit more on steroids, really an accountability. Right. You know, you stay in your function, your box, I stay in, it's not we can't help each other. It's not like I say, oh, Cheryl, I need help over here to get this done. Can right. you come? Yeah, of course, right? It's not a workflow. Right. It's, a, it's not a workflow, but it's, it definitely has to be a collaboration because huh. so much within an organization overlaps. Yes, absolutely. And the smaller the organization, you're in a few little seats. You yeah. might be in a few seats. You might be in the, the what we call a visionary seat and head of sales, right? That's, that's very it. normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. It's very normal. And, and the aspiration is, um, you know, I talk about this EOS life. I think we've talked about this before, but it's really having time for other pleasures. Right. And so as owners, we've grown and grown and grown. And sometimes we, we're working 70 hours. We're on vacation, putting out fires. We're not going on vacation. We're missing baseball games, all of those things. And so as an owner, as we start to be able to get bigger, right, with more people that we can delegate and then elevate our game. Right. And so then we have go back to that accountability chart. We have to make functions that things that we're not great at. We need to figure out who is great at that or even technology that's great at that, that we can then go and say, you know what? I'm going to leave at three o'clock today because I can, and I can go see my kid's baseball game. And this applies for all employees, not just the owner. A lot of people say, oh, then the owner can go golfing. No, it's everybody. Get your outcomes done. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So what else can we share with our audience? So much I want to talk about. EOS, you have clients. What's the, the range of time and how do you interact with those clients? Yeah, so we're very much a proponent of breeding. I'm not saying that's even right, but independence, right? We don't want this, I'm the consultant and I'm going to solve your problems. I'm going to do an evaluation. So the experts in the room are them. And so they'll may ask me a question, Michelle, what do you think? And I'll just say, team, what do we think, right? Because they know their business. They're the leaders of the organization. And, and if I have the answers and if I do all those things, I don't know, it just kind of, we feel as strongly devalues that leadership team and that ability to problem solve. And so that's kind of the one thing that I'd like to share on that is, is really making sure that our journey with them usually is about two years, uh, Cheryl. So sometimes smaller organizations is maybe a year and a half. Sometimes they've kept us on for eight. Uh, it just depends on how they want that. But the, the real impact is in that two years. And we call it a, a road to mastery 
or, or journey to mastery, right? And so how do they get the path to mastery done? Uh, and it, that's kind of usually around that two-year mark. And, and the kind of check mark to that or the indicator of that is if they can teach all the tools in EOS to their employees. Again, we don't work with other team members just because we don't want to be the one that they really like or that they're a great leadership style or whatever. We want the managers to be that and then rolling that through. So that's kind of gives you an idea of the two years is what it is. Path to mastery is ultimately where we go when they master that and they can roll this through the all the way through the organization. Then my job is done. Right. And to your point about you want the managers to be able to teach and and educate the rest of the team because they need to they need to be in control of that yes and be able to identify again right people right seats yes yeah and you're beyond you know for whatever 30 years whatever it is they need to to have those skills to be able to do that for the rest of their career Well, and I also think it comes into our proponent of leadership plus management equals accountability, right? Right. And so having two tracks, right? So people think, oh, I'm a great leader. There's management still. Let me hear say this clearly, not micromanagement. So that as soon as you micromanage somebody, you've hired somebody poorly, right? So just keep that in mind. Jim Collins nailed it. So the whole difference between that and that really brings it to that level is, you know, how am I creating openings for them, right? And it's job openings, it's project openings, it's a mindset opening. How am I giving them a voice? How am I hearing them? Am am I being right in my space, right? So we talk about these clarity breaks as leaders that we get so time, so much time in the business, we forget, right? Even as in a leadership team, we just forget and we, we need time to make sure that we get on top of the business and kind of have this clarity break so we can be better to our employees. And I think that's what it also brings as well as, you know, for them to be able to share that knowledge, but it's also having that teamwork and having that true leadership management relationship that should go on. And we we call them quarterly conversations. So it's not a review quarterly, it's a conversation quarterly. And how are you engaging with your staff? How are they with their core values? You know, what's going on, what's working, what's not working, you know, really getting them to have a voice. And and I think, you know, face those issues, address those issues. Don't let them linger. Enter the danger, as we exactly. call it, right? and it's and it's okay. But 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 people are afraid to enter the danger because there's trust or uh, something's unhealthy, right? right? And so w- what we do is that healthy part, cohesive, functioning, healthy teams. As soon as we have that, then I can almost tell you anything, right? right. As as a leader, we really I mean, and I can receive it well and right. not think I'm being attacked, not think I'm job jeopardy, all of those things. And so when you have that healthiness, you just can bring that. And so everyone brings their authentic self and, you know, a joke, right? Let your freak flag show fly, right? I mean, just whoever you are, bring it. And, and, right. and we need all that diversity and we can get into another hole. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, and honesty. Honesty. Yep. Yeah. Vulnerability even, right? So as leaders, yeah. we've got to add that quality into our quiver, right? Into our arrow of quivers. And yeah, so I think vulnerability is is key for them and for us, right? And so right. like, I messed up, like right. own it. And it, yeah, and it's okay. Let's get through it and past it and move on. Right. Right. And I think, you know, there was, I don't even know who did it, who talked about it, but think about like a gas tank, right? And so as you start to build that open, honest, vulnerable culture within your team, they're, mm-hmm. you're filling they're filling your gas tank, you're filling their gas tank. Right. And so when you do make a withdrawal, <laughs> it's not empty. It's not hitting the bottom of that gas tank. And they're just like, I'm done. 
right? You still have right gallons. I don't know. You still right? miles to go, right? Gallons to go, right? And so that's <laughs> the hard part is that people think that that's a straw that broke the camel's back, but you've been sucking that tank dry right. as a leader or as an employee for a long period of time. And, and it's not, we're just got to check the levels better than we right. do. So how do you handle with a client if one of those seats or the wrong person is in a seat at, at high level of management? Yeah. So if there's, if they're in the wrong seat, so we use a filtering tool called get it, want it capacity to determine if they're in the right seat. And so we do the structure and then we set up five roles, typically five roles or responsibilities, whatever people can wrap their head around that, that is 100% what they're accountable for. And so the get it wanted is inherently there, right? I absolutely get it. I get sales. I get training and development. I get public speaking. I don't get finance. Like, that's why I love you, Cheryl. Like, I don't have that skill set, right? This is a perfect marriage, you and I, is that I want to be able to bring to my clients more value. And so I don't get it, right? And so we'll evaluate that. But the other part, so get it, want it, all has to be yeses. Because I can't right. read, I can't make that happen. The right. last you can't is, train that. Yeah. Can't, right? And so the last is capacity, which is knowledge, skills, talents, and also time. And so right. that can be a no. And so this is getting to your point is if that's a no and they're in the wrong seat, how much time, resources, right, effort, whatever you right. want to talk about, do I want to put into them to get there? Now, if they're our core values and they bleed us culturally, I want to put in a little bit more effort, right? right? I want to try to get them going a little bit more. But if they're both, let's just go, right? So hire slow, fire fast. We're a proponent of it. If they are not there, and each leader has to do that, each team, each company, each leader has to determine that pace at which they do. Right. Um, I, I tend to go pretty fast uh, with it uh, as a leader and as a manager, but it just depends, right? And so right now, if you're having talent acquisition struggles, I would say, slow it down. I would slow it down, right? If that was just kind of the industry that I was in and I was having those struggles, just slow it down a bit. But if you have candidates and you have people, right? Because it's not only just tainting their job. I'm sure you've experienced this and heard it from your clients. It's also messing the culture, right? Someone's right. kicking out the wall. Someone's uh, upsetting somebody else on the team. And so yeah. keeping a bad person may actually make a good person leave. Right. And that's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it becomes toxic to some degree. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen it be very ugly. Yeah. Yeah. So we could talk about this for hours, I know, but I want to shift a little bit about your journey with EOS. <laughs> and now you're working for EOS Worldwide. Tell us a little bit about that. And it's exciting, like the training. And tell us a little bit about that yes. and and how that happened. Obviously, you're you know the EOS system, you know, <laughs> you know, you have the experience in the background to be able to contribute at such a high level. Yeah. So uh, obviously as an implementer, uh, there is a, a knowledge that I have about EOS. Um, and so we are growing so fast right now. There's 500 implementers or so 527, I think is the newest number that I saw. And the, the growth that we're having is I don't know the exact number, but it's almost close to 10 times that. And oh, so wow. when I looked at that and it comes back to that full potential is how do I help implementers like myself hit the ground running faster? How are we delivering a better facilitation in the in the classroom, right? In the session room with our customers. And so EOS said, we, we are growing so fast, we don't know how to scale that and arguably not had somebody with the training mind. So my some of my background in that journey from 2008 to 2020 was training and development and being certified in instructional design. And so there is a difference between just putting content out to watch and then how people say adult learning, 
uh, it's learning period, right? You can put right. kids here or adults here. Uh, it's just how people learn. And so to sit down in front of a video for three hours to learn, it's not going to happen. It's right? not it's, it's, they're they're going to have to watch it seven times to get the message. There's right? the seven like times for the, the first time. <laughs> Exactly, Joe, right? But then how do we, it, it could be the exact same video. So I, I'm not changing that much or thinking about changing. It's just 30 minutes in, pause, do a knowledge right. check, right? Do a retention thing or how are we going to, right? And so I'm super excited about the, the next journey, the next launch that EOS is on to do. And I'm excited to be a part of it. It is, uh, I don't know, it's just exciting. I don't, it's kind of like almost speechless because I've only been at it just over, just about three months. And mm -hmm. so it's really still trying to, to wrangle it all in and see where we go right. and what's first, right? And so really, you know, we live the EOS model. We do the same thing. So we have level 10 meetings and I'm hearing from our implementers, our subject matter experts, people like me, what's what's bent, right. not broken. There's nothing broken, but what's bent? What needs to get better? And I think that continuous improvement is always there. And, you know, that's kind of what we drive through our, our companies that we work with. So uh, just using that same mindset, it's so refreshing to know that we operate that way. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very much at home with my community of, of my people, that's for sure. So yeah, it's, it's have, been a great experience. Yeah, but you have all that input too. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, sometimes it could be bad because a lot of people get <laughs> too opinionated, but, you know, just to have different working, you know, like everyone has different working experiences with their clients and they're all going to bring that to you yes. to make the best path forward. Yeah. And I think the one, and I think the one thing that I am confident on and that will, I say never, because you should never say never, 99% not falter from it is the world wants EOS in its we say it's purest form, right? So there's a book out there called Traction. So if anybody wants to grab that book, the world wants it like that. We wrote that, you know, I don't know, 2010, 2000, 2005. I, I think it might chart out. I don't really know exactly, but we wrote that and that's how we want it. And so that this, this path to mastery internally and for our clients is the same. And so I've EOS myself are 100% clear on that. We've now added rocket fuel university. We've added great boss with all of those were books and now we're turning them into training for our clients. And so that is stuff that's coming sneak right. peek uh, <laughs> rocket fuel universities out there already, but, uh, and that's the duality between the integrator and the visionary. Um, and so if anybody's wanting to know what that is all about, but, uh, and then great boss is a great boss, right? How do you lead and hold people accountable? So super excited about the journey. Um, and just, again, the content's all there. It's a little bit, how do we get better, uh, internally right. and how we deliver better. And then we're growing. Right. It's not right. stopping. And as you grow, create consistency, create consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's hard, right? The, as you know, Cheryl, the more people you get, the ability to deliver that same quality right. has to be captured in a process so where you can scale it consistently, which ultimately means to managing easier, right? Yeah. Having more, more fun, having more profit. And so that's where we're at is as we're doing this, let's make sure that we're scaling it properly. We're, we're writing the process properly. And so we know exactly the right way, the best way to do X. Right. And that's what it comes down to in every organization, but right. we're doing the same thing. We have it. Now we're just got to grow it because it's, it's, right. it's growing yeah. so fast. So great. Yeah. Well, good luck on that journey. It's Thank super you. exciting.
Yeah, super excited for them both. It's going to be good. Thank yeah. You so thank you, thank you so much, Michelle, for being here with me today. Just share with our audience how they can find you and get in touch with you. Yeah, probably the best way. I'm really active on LinkedIn. Uh, and so my LinkedIn is uh, obviously LinkedIn. And then it's just uh, Michelle Millard at the end there. My email address is out there as well. So it's uh, Michelle with one L. So that's the caveat. So I think they'll post some things up there. But Michelle with one L dot Millard, M-O-L-L-A-R-D at EOS Worldwide. So we have little microsites uh, that you can learn about holistically about what EOS is and how we get there. So those are the best ways. And I just enjoy talking shop, right? I just enjoy that. So one of our core values is help first. It's probably one that I believe in um, most is how can I help? And and that's how you and I met Cheryl, right? Is how exactly. do we help each other and, and do that? And, and it's just a strong mindset of mine. Yeah. And we've had great conversations. <laughs> I really enjoy our time together. And thank you so much for sharing with our audience and being here. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And thank you very much for having me. So to our audience, thank you for tuning in. You can listen to this and all our other podcasts at pathwaystoprofitability.com. Check them all out. Every episode is a little bit unique. The story is always unique, very thought-provoking, very insightful. So tune in and new episodes will be posted every month. So be well and uh, take care. Reach out if you need anything. That's it for today's episode of Pathways to Profitability. Remember to ask yourself, where can I pay my success forward today? 